welcome to episode six here on the Home Tech Talk podcast, where we talk all things tech. My name is Jake, and joining me as always is Aiden. Hello, welcome. Thank you for joining us. On this episode, we will talk about the convenient technology you may have or may want in your home. Kick us off, Jake. What's your favorite thing? Or do you want to give us a bit of a rundown on your life? What's been happening? Or we just want yeah. to get straight into the most convenient thing that you enjoy about technology in your life? Yeah, no, I think uh, we can talk about what's happening at the moment. I mean, things are riding the roller coaster as always, and especially this year, riding it a bit, um, yep. a bit more up and down. So, but um, yeah, I've just finished a move, so I moved house and uh, now sort of getting back set up in a new space, which is always interesting. And yeah, um, for sure. Yeah, so we're now doing a bit of remote recording, as uh, some of you guys may tell. And uh, yeah, we'll see how that goes. About what about yourself, Aiden? What's been happening? Yeah, much for the same same sort of thing. Few installations around town, yeah. Um, some good ones, some challenging ones, and some typical product issues that seem to keep sort of arising for me at this moment. But um, you know, we'll get through it. All part of it, eh? Technology—that's what they say. It's not always the most convenient. Let's talk about some of the things that are exactly, and that brings us to what we are talking about today. And that is convenient technology, and this is forms of technology that uh, you may be able to get off the shelf, or you can engage a professional integrator. Um, either or doesn't really matter. But we're just going to be talking about um, technology in general in homes that we believe uh, are convenient to our um, particular install. Uh, you guys might think different, but um, yeah, I mean, for me, I guess it all starts at the entry to the house and. Um, that's sort of where you interact the most with coming and going. And uh, it could be, you know, a smart doorbell. Um, you know, Ring is one of the more popular ones out there. Um, I know Google has another version of that as well, the Nest Nest versions. Um, so, yeah, I think the doorbell would be the first point of engagement with the house from being right in front of it. Yep. Well, we didn't clarify what each other was going to be talking about prior right. to this. So we are in a similar area of the home. Yeah. My my choice for most convenient pro technology product on the when engaging with a home is the access control. So having the ability to come and go and have the door lock but not requiring keys or any other credential to get through the house, to get into the house. So access keypads um i know that like even my kids able to come home from school just put their code in and get through the door they do have a tendency to yell out the code as they type it in so that anyone in the in the vicinity can hear but um generally speaking that is the most convenient part because i like to try and keep them especially the little guys locked in yeah um as you know as easily as possible and if you walk out and haven't got your keys then you know it's easy just to get back into the house so that is definitely a must-have um, convenience item as far as i'm concerned i would never consider 
um, having <clears throat> a front entry without access control on any of my, my my homes. So that's my choice for sure. Yeah, and I think that's a great point. And and what I was sort of going on is is just the doorbell factor, and you sort of talking about the access control, which is again another element of the same um, area of the home. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, there's many more. Um, technology devices out there that uh, will give you a greater experience and uh, convenience in your house. And the next one that I probably uh, would talk about would be um, multi-room audio. And, you know, typically um, this comes in forms of, you know, wireless speakers and uh, we have moved kind of off the trend of Bluetooth speakers and that, you know, used to be the the thing, um, Bluetooth speakers to your phone and, that would be the the main thing, but um, nowadays we've got more Wi-Fi connected speakers and uh, really giving the experience of uh, really good audio quality as well. So um, yeah, and I think uh, multi-room audio in a sense of uh, ceiling speakers, wireless speakers, or or what have you. But there's definitely a range of products out there. Yeah, so I mean, even your favorite voice assistants usually have got a speaker built in that can give you the multi-room audio experience. It's definitely one of my favorites, although I don't generally enjoy it as much as I used to. Now with my, you know, the, the kids all wanting to hear different parts of different <laughs> styles of music and not not really appreciating mine, um, so we don't typically get on the same page and have music going through our house as we possibly used to. But hopefully those those times will return as they get a bit older and their taste improves. <laughs> yeah, um, the thing that I would probably choose as my next most important convenient uh, choice in convenience item, technology item in the home, would probably be Wi-Fi. So everyone who has had a Wi-Fi experience would know that when it works, nobody notices it and you've got no issue. And then as soon as you have a space or a part of the home that doesn't get coverage and well, you get dropping out or whatever happens, then it is, you know, very inconvenient. So it's almost like a reverse convenience when, when you don't have it, it's really, really inconvenient. And when you do, then it's all fine and, and good. So um, having a decent network with Wi-Fi coverage is is critically important in modern homes these days, especially even more so now that people are, you know, working from home, learning from home, doing so many things on portable devices in the home. So a uh, critical piece of inf- infrastructure for sure yeah. and one of the most convenient that you can endure. Definitely. And uh, just to give you a bit of experience from my point of view as well, like um, I've just recently moved into a place and uh, I've just used the, the standard ISP modem um, just that I've received from them and put it in the middle of the house roughly. And, uh, yeah, I noticed there's definitely spots where I would get really weak connection and then also spots where I just don't get Wi-Fi at all. So, um, as I do this for a living, um, I definitely will be installing uh, better Wi-Fi in the house, but, um, yeah, just, and th- that's one thing to point also is that uh, we've touched on this a bit, um, in our previous episodes, but, um, talking about the importance of a network and how every device is typically on the Wi-Fi and uh, especially it comes in devices like Wi-Fi cameras as well. And uh, these are things that, you know, you want the peace of mind of security, I guess. And if your Wi-Fi won't 
reach out there and uh, won't give you that coverage, you'll definitely experience some issues with surveillance. So, um, yeah, I definitely want to talk more about the importance of Wi-Fi and networking, and we definitely will touch on that in a later episode at more depth. Yeah, I could easily turn this into a Wi-Fi, <laughs> a Wi-Fi episode where we just talk about, yeah. about the various um, attributes of a wireless network and uh, and a wired network for that matter. But yeah, I think we probably should keep that for its own little yeah, session. I mean, if anyone's got any questions regarding that, we'd love to hear any any you know or you, whatever you find is the most convenient item in your home or you know a must have. Um, I guess surveillance. Depending on where where you're located, surveillance is definitely on the one of the like the quickest increasing um, systems subsystems that we we come across nowadays. It used to be um, quite a small percentage of homes were truly um, interested in in having a camera system, and now it's very very common. Um, and I also find that you know you you start out on the the this, the camera journey where you you know you might cover the front of the house or the backyard or something and then the next thing you know you, you want to see around that other corner or you just want to see a bit further across the other you know driveway or whatever and then next thing you know you've got you know 16 cameras on your house and you can see everything so um, once you have it it's very very hard to to sort of move away from having it it's just really really quite convenient to know just see what's happening you know whether you're home or away just check in see what's happening and make sure you know it gives you a bit of peace of mind that's definitely an underrated um, system that just does offer a lot of convenience yeah and talking about that a bit more we've got like nowadays motion sensing and um you know cameras that um yeah, can really do recording on motion and and really be interactive with what's going on in your house and you not having to uh, initiate those actions and it just sort of automatically happening and, and just going about itself and being its own little system in its right and then integrating also with other systems. Yep. And I guess that, that, that other system that it primarily integrates with, I guess, would would typically be maybe the alarm system you know if you've got some cameras when the alarm turns on that the, the cameras might not ordinarily record and then once the alarm is armed you know those cameras can record whether that be you know in your garage or some other some other space that you want covered but only when the system is you know armed to a particular particular mode and that's sort of we're getting into truly integrated homes at that that point but yeah um yeah but um, yeah. what other subjects? Um, I mean, we're we're now seeing more, more and more connected devices in in the home, and that's sort of coming along with the IoT environment. And uh, we keep seeing these come up every now and again. And there's all things like smart fridges, and um, I see see ads for them every now and again. With the the being able to have the um, notice board and everything on the on the screen on the fridge and i'm not too sure how much that is taking off but um it's definitely made itself known in the industry um as a, as an yeah. item yeah i'll probably be, we've got a meeting at sub-zero um showroom later this morning so that's one of our current projects is delivering those smart connected um fridges and ovens so yeah i'll have a better yeah, nice. A better scope on that. Maybe we can save that for a next episode as well. 
connected appliances. Yeah, for sure. They've got dishwashers. They've got a lot of things that that will communicate with the network. I'm not exactly sure what the broad um, adoption is with you know the the use case for those products, but we'll, I guess I'll soon find out. Yeah, and I mean, I've been seeing a, a lot coming out of America as well with um, smart showers as well, smart um, sort of systems that can turn on and off your showers and set temperatures and, and all that sort of stuff. And um, I believe Cola is a company that are really pushing pushing those systems and um, we've definitely seen uh, the smart toilets and uh, they're out there. <laughs> What do you think about them? <laughs> I don't know if I've had a personal experience with a smart toilet, but I might have seen one here or there. I'll probably yeah. go and find a less intelligent toilet yeah. bathroom to use. But <laughs> I, I know my experience. I've been in a client's house and I've just walked past the door and the, the toilet has lifted the lid and scared the living daylights out of me. But, um, you know, yeah. there's some interesting Does things. it count as a smart toilet if you take your, your smartphone to the toilet? It's, that's common... <laughs> Yeah, possibly. <laughs> How to turn a dumb toilet smart, you know? Just take your phone with you. Yeah, exactly. But um, yeah, what else do you think would be a convenient technology item in your house? Oh, I think one of the main things, once you have your smart TV, if you're using streaming services and you're, you know, you start getting into your own specific content uh, on demand, I think having um, smart, like, television or streaming services built in or a smart you know media playing device i think the convenience offered by on-demand content is something that people would find very hard to go back to having to either you know set up a recording of their tv show that they wanted to watch or you know actually be available at the time it happens to be on um that would be something that that is ultimate uh, you know a great convenience that we now enjoy that wasn't available to us that you know, that long ago, like it was, it's, it's still relatively fresh to market. And I think that that is a massive convenience just to be able to view what you want, when you want. And that, you know, that might be on a TV or that might, might even be, um, just on your, your portable device. I mean, I've looked so many people now just sitting around, like, you know, watching Netflix on their iPad or whatever, instead of actually watching the TV. So, yeah, and that's one thing to, uh, to note as well. And TVs are constantly getting smarter. And, uh, you know, nowadays, um, for instance, um, looking at the latest, uh, you know, Samsung uh, firmware updates, and now you can screen share direct to the TV. And, um, yeah, I mean, that, that just seeing that improvement as well just blew my mind, you know, that... Yeah, yeah I've, like just the difference between a smart TV a few years ago and a smart yeah. TV in the more recent times are actually substantially better. Yeah, much, and, much improvement happening there. And you're you're able to to act, interact with the TV a lot more. And um, you know, saw the other day, you know, you can use um, you know, apps now to control the TV, and you know, all sorts of things that are that a smart TV is, is signs of a smart TV are getting smarter. Yep. Sure, that, that's definitely one of the most convenient items. I mean, we always sort of harp on about the, the audio quality aspect of things. So, I mean, I guess associated with that are, you know, things like this, the sound bars and things that improve that to the next level. But Yeah, well, well definitely sound bars uh, are the first uh, typically step that you would take 
uh, after using your TV just by itself. And they would definitely give you the next level of enhancement in sound. And uh, whether it be supporting the latest Dolby Atmos formats or, or what have you, um, it definitely steps up the game and I guess also gives better directional sound. Trying to think what else we can have that's ultimately convenience. I mean, if you've got all these subsystems, then I guess the convenient, the, the, that's when the convenience of an automation platform like, you know, your Savant or your Crestron or your Control 4 or your RTI becomes truly convenient when it brings all those things together and you've got a central place to interact with them so you're not necessarily chasing up, you know, 10 apps just to interact with certain things. You just have your app that you go to and you've got your cameras there and your alarm there and, you, you know, your audio there and, you know, whatever else, your intercom and things like that. So yeah, um, that's a convenient item, a, a truly convenient item once you get to a certain level of connected home. Yeah, and definitely there's options out there as well for the DIY market for uh, integrated homes. And um, I know Google is now pushing a lot more um, integrations between um, devices and and uh, Amazon is certainly trying to do that as well. So uh, there's definitely uh, platforms out there whether you do want to go down the DIY path or you do want to take a professionally installed um, in- install. Um, but there, there's definitely options out there. Yeah, and I think like I've truly underestimated the quality of um, what those IoT like voice platforms can actually do. Like some of the, the features and stuff that are available once you've got multiple subsystems in your home that you can interact with, with, with what Amazon um, app, the Alexa app can actually do. Like it's actually really powerful. And, and I think there's actually a lot of lessons that the bigger automation platforms can learn from those um, like customizations that the client can can do or I think they are learning. I mean, yeah. um, the customizations that you can do in those, in the professional automation platforms now are, you know, much, much more advanced than you used to be able to do. Like you used to not even be able to modify lighting scenes in, in control for going back even just a couple of years, you know, so um, they have come a long way, but those, those voice assistants or IOT automations platforms are actually really quite powerful. I mean, we've got Alexa running in here and some of the stuff that you can do just from the Alexa app is, is quite impressive to be honest. Yeah. And, and that's one thing to, to mention also is that these DIY sort of, uh, companies that are uh, making these products, they're definitely doing a lot more in in terms of driving the market, and I guess it comes down to market awareness is is one of the main reasons I would say, um, and it's also keeping all those other companies on their toes, and and that's again competition drives you know innovation, and that's great to see that all these companies are um, innovating and, and sort of keeping up with the times. And yeah, whether it be your smart TV or your smart doorbell or whatever product you may talk about, um, it's definitely improving, you know, tenfold or, you know, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I used to be quite, you know, I guess arrogant in the fact that I would be just like, oh, yeah, it's a professional smart home solutions, the only way to look at these, like the only way to do this, you, if you're doing one of the other systems, you just, you know, you just 
pouring, you're wasting your money and whatever else. But I, I just like we've more recently ha- have some staff now that are younger and are really across the IoT part of the systems. And I mean, the stuff that you can do is it, it, it's not to be ignored. Like the the professional smart home industry really needs to make sure they're taking notice, and I'm sure they are of what these IoT companies are capable of doing because they are they are you know they've got a better offering in some regards to customizations and things that clients can do themselves um, when compared to what the client can do with a professionally installed smart home like you're still leaning on your um, smart home pro or your integrator um, with those professional systems for a lot of things yeah. and those some of those things the client can achieve themselves you know with a bit of technical know-how but nevertheless they are still achievable or quite achievable I mean they're they're, they're definitely going to keep the market on it the professional market on its toes in the next few years for sure and there's definitely going to be a much wider adoption of all those um, IoT platforms is even into the markets that we used to exclusively take care of. Um, I think that the IoT platforms are definitely making roads into those parts of the market where you know ultimately the smart home, the professional smart home industry should be should be handling. Yeah, definitely. And uh, another convenient technology um, aspect of the house that I was um, thinking about is uh, smart lighting. And um, I think that's a pretty good uh, uh, piece of convenience there, really. And uh, having the option to turn on and off lights from your phone, uh, from smart light switches and um, all sorts of um, interactions with the lighting control system is definitely one thing that, um, yeah, is, is a must, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely one of the things we enjoy about our home is that the the sunset scene, you know, I've got it set up to happen 15 minutes before sunset and we we find ourselves very rarely ever actually touching a light switch. We just, you know, the light scene, the sunset scene happens, you know, whether we're in the kitchen preparing dinner or about to sit down and eat dinner or whatever as it happens to be, um, that scene activates and you know the lighting set for the evening you don't really we you know we basically press the good night button when we go to bed and that's it there's no more you know we don't walking around like you know obviously the bathrooms and whatnot but generally speaking you know the hallways dim the dining areas dim the kitchen pendants are at the level that we've decided them to be you know the the garden lighting's on and whatever else and that sort of just happens every night at sunset whether we're there or not and um you know it, it if if we happen to not turn the lights off at you know eleven o'clock on a weeknight, they they turn themselves off. So um, even if we go away, it looks like we're still there. Um, we're not not commonly you know walking around pressing light switches and trying to set dimming levels and things like that. It's just that one scene sort of activates, and I can get it. I I typically will change it. You know, in the height of summer where the sun was more daylight hours, um, we might modify it a bit, but. You can do that from your phone or your iPad now and, yeah, just get on, get on with it. It's definitely convenient. I think if you took it away, I'd find it find it quite inconvenient to have to go around and turn the light switch on every night and, mm. and set certain levels wherever. Yeah, that's interesting so, you point out the fact that you're sort of 
you're taken away from doing a lot of the switch interactions and more so letting the house run itself. And, and that to me really would say and scream, you know, a smart connected home, you know, it, it's, it's and doing convenience. Itself. Yeah. And convenience. Exactly. It's, it's, it's taking uh, the, um, the toll of having to turn a light switch. I hate to sound like it's like it's a <laughs> thing. Or, you know, They're not a forty-five kilo weight <laughs> that I have to push up. But I mean, at the end of the day, I do. It is just nice, just not even concern yourself. Yeah, with it. like they literally fade up at fifteen minutes before sunset, and you know. And I, and I know, don't think about it again. And I know one thing that um, I don't want to throw throw them under the bus, but uh, going to my in-laws' house and they've got you know, standard light switches and I can never remember which light switch does what lights. And, you know, it's yeah. the standard bank of switches and uh, I don't even think them themselves know it and they've lived there for quite some time. And Yeah, yeah. my parents still <laughs> see the same thing. Yeah, it's, it's just um, having that convenience of not having to remember, oh, that light switch is, is those bank of lights. And and also, you know, we're, we're now adding another element of giving the different levels of light as well, you know. Typically with those light switches, it's just on off and, and that that's it. Well, that wraps up another episode on the Home Tech Talk podcast. Uh, be sure to hit the subscribe button to keep up to date. And if uh, you're liking our content, please give us a review on your chosen platform. We'd also like to ask for any questions that anyone may have. If, if you've got a question, we'd love to hear it. Um, any feedback's helpful. Any questions are helpful. So, yeah, let us know if you've got anything. And you can do so on any social media at Home Tech Talk. And we'll catch you on the next one.